Welcome back to the sixth episode of Unsportsmanlike Content. This week we're going to be talking a little bit about the NFL Draft, as this weekend we've got the NFL Combine starting down in Indianapolis. Yesterday we saw the wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends perform. Anything that stuck out to you in particular, Pat? Um, yeah, so I recorded it, so I haven't really watched a lot of it so far but from what i've seen um i watched the tight ends run the 40 yard dash and uh they were i realized they're all very slow but then um i fast forwarded because i wanted to watch the wide receivers you know the fun part of day one uh and then i saw jack cohen run and he was even worse so that made me that was very funny and very enjoyable to watch yeah, he wasn't much of an athletic gazelle as far as quarterbacks go from Rame. I was very impressed with the tight end's catching ability. There were a couple that really caught my eye as far as uh, tight ends go. The first one that I really liked was Trey McBride out of Colorado State. thought he did himself a load of good in the combine um, yesterday. Uh, just looking here, he ran a... I don't think he ran the 40. He's not listed on NFL.com as far as that goes. I know some players elected not to just because they were trying to preserve their legs. It was kind of weird. He had 18 reps on the bench press, so it looks like he didn't run the 40. He had 33-inch vertical, not kind of toward the middle of the pack as far as tight ends go on the vertical. His broad jump came out to nine feet nine inches a little lower down on the broad jump as far as tight ends go uh that's about all i'm going to cover as far as that go was there any other prospects that you thought caught your eye as far as the combine went yesterday um not really necessarily a prospect but one thing that i thought was very very intriguing was how garrett wilson won a ran a 4.38, and then his college teammate, Chris Olave, ran a 4.39. Yeah, the 40, I'm not sure I'm going to put a whole lot of stock into it this year just because of how many receivers ran it so quickly. Normally, in a draft, you only have like a handful of guys run it at such a high caliber. This year, it seems like you've got a lot of freakish athletes uh, as far as speed goes, and I think it's going to be a little bit more focused as far as the wide receivers go on a shuttle a three cone drill just because it'll be more of like a switching of direction so it'll be interesting to see how that goes just as a kind of a fun little thing to out of everybody that's done the three cone drill so far kevin austin jr and jack cone are two of the top three times so in order to aim good showing at the three cone drill um, but that's, I think, all we're going to talk about on the Combine. Um, we can probably touch on it a little bit as we go through a mock draft of ours that we've kind of put together over the past couple weeks. Um, we've each got a separate one. We'll start, who do we have going number one? I know we both have the same player going number one, so why don't you tell us who that is, Pat? With the number one pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select... Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I think that's a very, like, consensus number one pick that a lot of um, 
mock drafters and analysts have going number one is Aiden Hutchinson at number one. He was just a freak at Michigan this year. He had 14 sacks, hurried the quarterback 51 times, and he batted three balls. So he had a very solid outing as far as an edge rusher goes. He could have came out last year and probably would have been a first-round pick. Returned a year and improved his draft stock massively as he was in the Heisman contention. We'll see him a little later in the combine. I believe he is a Saturday player, if I'm not mistaken. Um, number two, who you got going number two, Pat? The number two pick in the NFL draft, the Detroit Lions will select Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I think for me, number two and three can be flipped because I have Kayvon Thibodeau going number two and Kyle Hamilton going third. Do you have Thibodeau going three or where's he going for you? I have Thibodeau going three. Yeah, so we have those two guys flipped. I think... Both of them are going to go in the top five. Um, if Aiden Hutchinson doesn't go number one overall, I don't see a world where he doesn't doesn't go number one. But if he doesn't, I could see one of these two players being that number one overall pick. At four, we talked a little bit about this guy earlier, Derek Stingley Jr. I have him at four. I like him. I feel like he should have came performed at the Combine because I think I heard that he's not going to be there. But... Um, where do you have Stingley? Because we were discussing this a little earlier about where he's going to go. I have Derek Stingley going 9 to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so a little bit of a discrepancy as far as where we have Stingley going. I just really like what I saw out of him in the last couple of years. Um, he obviously was a little limited in the amount that he played this past year for LSU. He only played three games. But in 2019 and 2020... When he was, especially 2019, um, he had five picks and only allowed 34 receptions in 15 games. So he was very solid for LSU in 2019. Um, and then you've got the question about which of the tackles goes first in that Giants picks. I think the Giants, most people have kind of narrowed it down to they're probably going to take an offensive lineman with at least one of their two top ten picks. I have Akeem Ekwanu. Ekonwu. Ekonwu? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't sure how to say that. That's who I have them taking at five. Who do you Who do you think is going to be that first tackle off the board? Um, I actually have the Jets getting Akeem Ekonwu at four. So then the second tackle off the board, I have Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Nice. I, I have Evan Neal as the second one off the board. I need to adjust this a little bit as I have both of the next two tackles going a little further down in the draft. Evan Neal at 22 and Cross at 24. I think they'll go higher. It was just a mock draft they kind of put together. Last night as I was kind of watching the combine, I was in that type of mood. Um, do you want to run us through the next couple of picks there, Pat? Uh, so we'll each take like five each, so I went through the... F- first five so take us through the next five if you will so six through ten yep sounds good okay um with the sixth pick in the nfl draft the carolina panthers will select evan neal tackle out of alabama with the seventh pick the giants with their second pick will take tyler lenderbaum center out of iowa with the eighth pick um the atlanta falcons will take drake london wide receiver out of usc with the ninth pick, as I mentioned earlier, the Broncos will take Derek Stingley Jr. And then with the 10th pick, 
the Jets will take a receiver in Garrett Wilson. Yeah, we have a lot of similar picks there. The only two differences that I saw there, at six, I have Carolina taking Devin Lloyd. I'm still a little up in the air if I think he's a top 10 pick. I think if he performs well in the combine, that probably would help him because he looked a little bit not out of place, but he didn't look super duper good against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, but we'll see what happens there. And then since I had Stingley going forward to the Jets, I had Denver taking a quarterback in Sam Howell. I've heard a lot of good things from scouts and whatnot down in Indianapolis about how he interviewed and stuff like that. Um, I think it all kind of depends what happens with the Rodgers-Wilson situation in both Seattle and Green Bay and kind of seeing where those two quarterbacks go. I think that's going to depend... That's going to determine a lot of question marks that some teams have at quarterback is where those two end up. Um, And then I also had Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Linderbaum in the same spots you did. So I think both of us kind of have that solidified for ourselves. Um, What are your thoughts about the next five picks that you just mentioned, the six through ten? Um, I feel like with Evan Neal, you know, there's consensus that he could be the first pick, second pick, but I just, I don't think, I feel like, I mean, Akeem Okonwu and Charles Cross, I just think they're better. Um, not, I mean, they both played high level football this past year, but I mean, I just, I think that they'll have better long-term success. Uh, and then at seven, the Giants... They need a center. Yeah, I I agree with you. I also have the Giants going tackle center. I think even though they're trying to shop Barkley, I feel like a lot of their rushing issues, their running game issues, I should say, and the fact that um, Daniel Jones has had to scramble so much is because they don't have anyone to protect the quarterback, get the running buck, those blocks that they need. And I think this in the offseason, they did a great job of getting bringing in some wide receiver weapons and creating some depth there. And their defense was average. It wasn't great. But I think the big thing that the Giants need to work on is that offensive line. So similar with what you did, I have them going tackle center there. So it'll be interesting to see what they actually do. Um, I also really like the Drake London pick to Atlanta. I think he will be the first wide receiver off the board. It'll be interesting to see which wide receivers go where. I've heard a lot of um, thoughts that London could be first, and even Traylon Burks could be the first wide receiver. So, like, there's a group of, like, five wide receivers there that could be the first one off the board. I think it's going to be personal preference and what you need because some of them are a little smaller. Traylon Burks, it's a little bigger. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. What are your thoughts on the wide receivers in this draft? Uh, I think I think they're it's pretty stacked. Um, I mean, you really. I feel like it's a fight between Garrett Wilson and Drake London, though, for that to be that first receiver taken off the board. Um, my personal opinion, I'd say Drake London. I mean, I have him going higher, just two picks above Garrett Wilson. But I think that he'd be a perfect fit in Atlanta. I mean, there's rumors that Calvin Ridley might be traded. So I feel like he could be, right off the bat, a solid wide receiver one. And, I mean, you look at the success he had with um, the quarterbacks in USC, and I think that success can carry on. 
Yeah, Drake London's an interesting one. I saw him play against Notre Dame, and he absolutely ripped Notre Dame to shreds. Who who didn't rip Notre Dame to shreds, though? Yeah, their secondary wasn't great other than Kyle Hamilton. And when Kyle Hamilton was out, secondary was a little touchy. A little? More like a lot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'll run through the next five picks, 11 to 15, um, before we just completely tear Notre Dame down. Both Notre Dame fans, so, you know feel like we kind of earned the right to tear him a little bit. Anyway, at 11, I have Malik Willis going to the now Washington Commanders. At 12, I have Sauce Gardner going to Minnesota. At 13, I have Cleveland taking Chris Olave. And at 14, I have Baltimore taking Andrew Booth. And at 15, I have Philly taking Trent McDuffie. What do your next five picks look like? Were they similar to mine? Were they different? Um, let's see. At 11, I have the commies taking Devin Lloyd. Um, 12, Minnesota takes Sauce Gardner. 13, Chris Olave. And then Baltimore takes Trent McDuffie. And then with 15, I have Philly taking George Carl Aftis. Yeah, I think Booth and McDuffie, in my mind, could be flipped. As you just mentioned, Karloftis, Philly has a back-to-back pick, 15 and 16. Um, I have Karloftis going 16th. It doesn't really matter who Philly takes at 15, because if they have two guys they want at 15 and 16, they just go, hey, we'll take that guy and we'll take that other guy right after it. So Karloftis, McDuffie, Booth, all around there. I think that's the order they're going to go in. Maybe McDuffie gets flipped with Booth, but... We'll see how they perform at the Combine and what we see at Pro Days as far as that goes. Um, You said Lloyd at 11 for you? Yep. Okay. I was just curious. I already had Lloyd off the uh, board at 6. I think he could go a little later than 6. I could also see, like, you kind of have – I think you you said you had Carolina taking a tackle. I could see that. I'd probably move one of my tackles up for that. Um, What else? Um, again, the quarterback situation with Rodgers and Wilson will determine, I think, what Washington does at 11. Because I think they really need to figure out that quarterback position because they have okay weapons. But if they figure out that quarterback, I could easily see them going with a wide receiver or even like someone in the secondary. So it'll kind of be interesting to see what happens with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And that'll kind of determine, in my mind, what Denver and Washington will do. Uh, do you want to run us through 16 through 20? We'll yeah. kind of alternate here, as I said. So with my 16th pick, I have Philly taking Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Uh, 17, I have the Chargers taking Jamison Williams. Um, the reason why I have him kind of so low is because of the fact he has that injury that he suffered in the national championship. Uh, I would say this, if he didn't get hurt, he'd probably be – in that top three, top two wide receivers taken. I mean, he has a lot of talent, but with the ACL tear, it's going to be interesting to see how he came back or comes back. But also, look at Jalen Waddle. I mean, his first year back from that injury, he absolutely went off with the Dolphins. So it'll just be interesting to see what NFL teams think when it comes to him and that recovery process. But apparently, I saw the other day, he's about six weeks ahead, so... I think that's a pretty good sign for NFL GMs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was kind of up in the air if I wanted Philly to take an offensive weapon 
in the first round. I think they will in one of the first two rounds. I have them taking a wide receiver in the second round. Um, but I have them, as I mentioned, Karloft is 16, and then I have Nakobe Dean 19 as far as Philadelphia's picks go. And as we were talking about Jamison Williams, I have him going 17 to the Chargers to kind of be that third fiddle for the Chargers just because I feel like when Keenan Allen went out, Mike Williams isn't really a number one wide receiver. Um, he has his moments where he is very solid, but I feel like the Chargers need one more offensive weapon on white, as far as wide receiver go, and I feel like Jameson Williams could be that pick. Who do you have New Orleans taking? I don't think you quite got there, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do. Um, I have New Orleans taking Jahan Dotson, uh, wide receiver out of Penn State. I mean, their wide receiver situation is very, very messy. I mean, look at even Michael Thomas. I mean, you don't know what to expect with him this mm-hmm. coming with this upcoming season since he – I don't think he played at all this last season. He didn't. So they need help bad. And, I mean, like I said, the wide receiver class is stacked, and Jahan Dotson played very, very well at Penn State. So I think he'd be a good fit with whoever is quarterback for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Saints quarterback, at 18, I have them going Kenny Pickett. I know there were some rumors that they were worried about his hand size. I don't put too much stock into hand size. I think if you can hold on to a ball, it probably shouldn't matter what your hand size is. And I kind of looked over it, and Pickett never really had issues with fumbles. Plus, if New Orleans takes him, they play in a dome. So it's not even like, because the main reason you'd want a quarterback with a bigger hand is if it's wet out. But if you're in New Orleans, you only have to worry about that half the time. And sometimes not even half the time because one of your other divisional rivals, the Falcons, play indoors. So, like, I'm not too worried about his hand size, so I have them going pick it. And then, as you mentioned with wide receivers, I have them taking a wide receiver in the second round. Um, And uh, when we get to it, I'll kind of go through what I was thinking when I did that. Kind of went over Philly. At 20, who do you have Pittsburgh taking? I feel like this is a very interesting pick to see what they do. At 20, I have Philly taking Malik Willis. Um, this is a player who they've been high on and have been extremely interested in for quite some time. And I feel like if he's still on the board, I mean, he could be higher. I mean, he could go to the Falcons, the Panthers, even. I mean, Denver. I mean, these are teams who need quarterbacks in the draft. So, But I just feel like if they want him that bad, they're going to go and do whatever they can to get him, even if it means trading up. But, I mean, I mean, honestly, though, I could see any quarterback. I mean, Desmond Ritter I could see, Sam Howell. I could see Kenny Pickett even. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with the quarterbacks. Yeah, I have Desmond Ritter going at 20 to Philly. Or not Philly, excuse me, Pittsburgh. Um, like you kind of mentioned there, I feel like a lot of the quarterbacks, unless in like their pro days or I didn't really watch the quarterback um, on-field drills uh, yesterday. But if one of them had separated themselves in some way there and I didn't hear about it, then I think that could be the one that goes first. But currently my order of quarterbacks goes Willis and then How- – or excuse me. It goes Howell, Willis, Pickett, and then Ritter 20th to Pittsburgh. Um, I really liked – what some I forget which analyst on NFL Network said this about Ritter, but they said he's a winner. And one thing you look at is was he able to be in like 
hard situations was he able to lead a team to victory, and he did that more often than he didn't at Cincinnati. You can make the argument it was against lesser opponents because it wasn't a Power 5 um, schedule, or however you want to phrase that. But even in Notre Dame, Notre Dame had a good third quarter, and he was still able to put the game out of reach for Cincinnati. So I think either whether it be him, whether it be Willis, I think Pittsburgh's probably going to go with a quarterback. And again, I'm going to say it again and again with teams that need quarterbacks. It's going to circle back around to what do Aaron Rodgers and what do Russell Wilson decide to do at their respective teams. So I think that'll be interesting. But yeah, I have Desmond Ritter going 20th. The next picks 21 through 25. At 21, I have New England taking Traylon Burks. At 22, again, I'm going to adjust this probably a little bit before the NFL draft because we'll probably do another one of these episodes eventually. I have Evan Neal to Las Vegas. I have Kenyon Green to Arizona. I have Charles Cross to Dallas. And then I have Devontae Wyatt to Buffalo at 25. Uh, what, what are your next uh, five picks looking like, Pat? At 21, I have the Patriots getting Jermaine Johnson. Um out of Florida State. At 22, I have the Raiders getting Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Um, I just I just hope that if they draft the receiver, he does not get arrested for DUI. Yeah, that would be one thing they'd need to look into. Yeah, I'd, I'd check his track record and see if he's ever gotten in trouble because, I mean, they don't really have the best of luck with first-round players in the last couple years. But... To move on, uh, 23, I have the Cardinals getting Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M. 24, Dallas getting Bernhard Raymond, tackle out of Central Michigan. And then 25, I've got Buffalo taking Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Yeah, I think either Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt, they're kind of, I don't want to say one and the same, but I feel like you could flip-flop them for teams that need a defensive tackle. Obviously, it was well noted that Georgia had one of the best defensive fronts this past year, maybe even in the past like decade. Their defense was just insane this year. I already had N'Kobe Dean off the board, and I th- believe you did too. Didn't you have N'Kobe Dean mid-first round? Pick 19. Yeah. Okay, so we had him at the same exact pick. So I think a lot of Georgia defenders are going to fly off the board. It'll be interesting to see how they rebuild for next year, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Um. I think Cross, I'll probably move up. Neil, I'll probably move up. Um, I think Bernhard, I really liked. You said you went, you had him going to Dallas, correct? Uh, Bernhard Raymond at yeah, yeah, twenty four. I I really like that pick. I think that's probably where I'll eventually move uh, Raymond to. Because um, I do think Neil and Cross will go higher. It was just kind of I put it together and they fell and I forgot about them type of thing. Uh, do you want to run us through 26 through, just finish us off to 32, so finish out the first round? The 26th pick, I got Tennessee taking David Ojabo um, out of Michigan. Uh, 27, I got the Buccaneers taking Jalen Tobert, wide receiver out of South Alabama. 28, I have Green Bay. Maybe this will make Aaron Rodgers say, but I've got them taking George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Um, and then pick 29, I have Miami getting... Jalen Waddle's teammate, John Mechie. Um, I feel like, I mean, look at Devontae Parker. The team isn't so as high on him as they used to be. 
so just in case he leaves they'll have another weapon um and yeah they were teammates so they'd have good chemistry together and hey that quarterback Tua Tagovailoa played with both of them so yeah and it worked out the first time when they took Waddles so yeah um and then I got pick 30 Kansas City taking Andrew Booth pick 31 my Cincinnati Bengals getting Trevor Penning a tackle O-line um Northern Iowa and then with the last pick in the first round let's hope this turn works for so this is the guy for Detroit, but I got them taking Desmond Ritter. Hopefully before every game, they're not just going to give the lactose-intolerant quarterback milk. Yeah, shout-out to the Lions. Uh, they made him drink milk even though he's lactose-intolerant. That's such a Dan Campbell thing to do. Yeah, apparently he did it to see how he handled um, calling plays, drawing up plays, making decisions while in pain, or like... Yeah, being uncomfortable, I feel like that's a slightly questionable move. But, I mean, if you've watched anything of Dan Campbell in the last year, it's such a Dan Campbell move, as you said, Pat. Like, anybody else, you'd be like, that doesn't sound right. Dan Campbell, that's right on par with something he would do. Kind of running through the back end of my first round. At 26, I have Trayvon Walker. So kind of going with that theme of Georgia defensive lineman flying off the board. I think Ajabu is a good pick, too. I have him a little bit later, though. At 27, that's where I have Jahan Dotson going. Um, I'd assume Godwin's going to leave, so why not replace one Penn State wide receiver with another? <laughs> Just, I mean, like, worked the first time. Uh, we'll throw it out there again and see see what works. And talking about Bernhard Raymond, that's, I have him going to Green Bay. Um, I I think it's going to be really – I think Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave, this could be a quarter, another quarterback pick because I think they saw Jordan Love was not ready last year when Aaron Rodgers was out just for, what was it, one or two games? One game. Just one game. And it was quite obvious Jordan Love was not ready for the NFL stage. At 29, I have a similar thing with a wide receiver. That's where I have Sky Moore going off to Miami. At 30, I have Kansas City taking Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. You haven't gone a little bit earlier than I did, but uh, I think it's very possible that he goes at 30 as well. I could also see Trayvon Walker going here, David Ajabo. Um, I also really liked your Booth pick. I think Booth probably won't go as high as I have him going, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I also have uh, Trevor Penning going to Cincinnati at 31. Definitely the biggest need that you guys need to figure out is the offensive line. Protecting Joe Burrow is a must. And then at 32, you had Ritter going to Detroit. I have Matt Corral going to Detroit. So both picking quarterbacks to go off the board to 32 at Detroit. I'll start us off in the second round where I have Jacksonville at 33, taking Jalen Pitree, cornerback Baylor. And then 34, Brian Asamoah. 35, that's where I have David Ajabo. Uh, I'll just go to like 38 or so. Leo Chanel, that's who I have the Jets taking. Maybe a little high for Chanel, but we'll see. Giants, I have them going edge rusher at 37 with Kingsley and Agbear. I don't know if I said that correctly, but that's what I'm going to say. 
And then at 38, I have the Jets taking Jaquan Brisker, kind of solidify their defense. Uh, what do you got early part of your second round there, Pat? Yeah, so with the 33rd pick, I have Jacksonville taking Justin Ross. Um, it's obvious they need receivers because, I mean, Marvin Jones isn't the answer. And, I mean, DJ Chark, I mean, he was hurt most of the year. Um, LaVisca Chenault's not really NFL talent worthy, to be 100% honest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is another – I mean, this would be another quarterback wide receiver college duo. I mean, they were bo- they both lit it up. So I'd say, hey, you put him in that offense, and then you got Travis Etienne, who's going to be a quote-unquote rookie since he was hurt all of last year. Um, I think that those three even would bring a lot of talent to that offense. And then 34, I have Detroit taking – Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. 35, I have Houston. Now, don't. I mean, this might be a little controversial, but I have them taking a running back. Brees Hall out of Iowa State. I think he's the best running back all around in this entire draft. I know Kenneth Walker went off this past season, but also that was just a one-season thing, so you never know. It could, could have been just all for show, and then he can bust. But, I mean, we'll see. Uh, and then 36, I have the, J- the Jets taking Leo Chanel, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh, 37, I have the Giants taking Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia. And then you said to 38? Yeah, just go on to 38. And then 38, I have the Jets taking Jalen Petrie, corner out of Baylor. Yeah, it seems like we had a somewhat similar next or start to our second round. Uh, similar positions, at least. We... Differed a little bit at 33. I think it's very possible Jacksonville goes wide receiver there. 34, we both had a linebacker. Uh, 35, you had a running back. I had an edge rusher. We both had Leo Chanel going 36. Both edge rushers at 37. Um, and then both a secondary player at 38. Um, one thing you mentioned was the Texans taking Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I have, I think, slowly running backs are being devalued in the draft but I eventually do also have Houston taking a running back it's just at 82 with Kyron Williams um yeah I have a lot of running backs sliding further down than I feel like most people would but I think it's more of a philosophy thing it depends what you think about the health of the running backs in the NFL I don't see a whole lot of them like staying healthy long enough to like put a high value draft pick into them i think there's a couple out there that could prove me wrong on that like a jonathan taylor or a i can't think of any other young running backs that are super solid at the joe moment. mixon would you consider him young it's like 26 it's not super old he's also been hurt a while or for a decent amount of time hey just he, when he's healthy, he's broke 100, or not 100. I was about to say 100,000. <laughs> That'd be a lot. That'd be. He's broken 1,000 yards like every year he's been healthy. Yeah, the issue is staying healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. So, again, I would I devalue the running back position just a tad. Well, the running back value devalue, devalues you. Yeah, probably because I'm devaluing them, so it makes sense that they devalue me. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Let's just let's just accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do you want to run 39 through 45? Yeah, so at 39, I have Chicago taking Daxon Hill, corner out of Michigan. At 40, I have Atlanta taking Kenny, or not Kenna, Kenny Pickett. Um, I honestly think he will probably go a lot higher than this pick, but also, I mean, if they take who I had them originally taking, which was Drake London, I mean, all they can do is just cross their fingers and pray that he'll still be on the board by then. But just for now, I mean, I'll probably fix it later, but that's who I have them taking. And then 41, I have Denver taking Matt Corral. 42, I have Seattle taking Kingsley and Agbar. Um, 43, I have Washington taking Sam Howell. I have him here because I hate him. Why is that, Pat? Because he plays for North Carolina. But also, Notre Dame crushed North Carolina. So I'm just going to punish him on purpose. I was at that game. I was too. Very fun game. 44, I have Minnesota taking DeMarvin Leal. And then 45, I have Cleveland taking Devontae Wyatt. Nice. At 39, I have Chicago going David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. I think it's no secret that Chicago needs some weapons at wide receiver if they want um, Justin Fields to succeed. Um, They've got a couple of all right weapons, Allen Robinson. Um, One, they have that really quick guy that I can't quite put my finger on. I don't remember his name. Oh, well. He's been really good, and he had some beef with Jalen Ramsey. That's about all I can put my finger on as far as that Chicago wide receiver goes. <laughs> At 40, I have Zion Johnson going to Atlanta. I think they're going to try to stick out with Matt Ryan a couple more years until uh, they have, like, a for-sure shot at a quarterback. Darnell Mooney. That's it. Thanks, Pat. You're welcome. At 41, I have DeMarvin Leal going to Denver. 42, I have Kyer Elam going to Seattle. Uh, Lewis Seen, I have going at 43 to Washington. 44, I have Carson Strong going to Minnesota. 45, I have Cleveland taking Jordan Davis. Um, like I said earlier, Jordan Davis and his counterpart, what's his name? Can let me find him. Devontae Wyatt, that's it. Devontae Wyatt. They could be interchangeable. What are your thoughts on Carson Strong? Just curious. Um, I mean... Carson Strong, I mean, he's out of Nevada. Uh, the last quarterback who came out of Nevada was Jordan Love, and he got drafted. He went to Utah State. Utah State. You know, uh, their colors just look similar, so. Pretty sure Kaepernick went to Nevada, though. That's, that. yeah. I mean, hopefully he doesn't follow in Colin Kaepernick's footsteps and gets kicked out for everything that happened. Um, but we, know, we don't need to talk about that on this podcast. We don't talk about that stuff here. This is a safe space and a fun space too. Um, but I think he's—I think he can be pretty good. I mean, I do think that the, the fact he went to Nevada might be a little turnoff. I mean, they're not a big football school, but also, I mean, I will say, Colin Kaepernick did have some success in the NFL for a little bit. I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was very solid for the Niners when he wasn't protesting. Not to say that he shouldn't have. I think there's reasons for and for not doing it. Like Pat said, we won't talk about that today. But I think there were some upsides that Colin Kaepernick had, and we'll see what Carson Strong can do at the next level. 
I just think Minnesota needs a quarterback if they're not going to pay Kirk Cousins, and if it's re- correct that Kirk Cousins wants forty plus million, forty-five million, forty-five million. Excuse me. I don't think they will. So I think a quarterback is a strong likelihood that Minnesota will probably take one there. Um, I'll run forty-six to fifty, and then we can kind of. Uh, probably go a little bit more rapid fire on the next couple picks because we've put together a three-round mock draft. I don't know if we'll get through all of it today, but we'll kind of speed things up here as we're getting towards the back end of the second round. But at 46, I have Baltimore taking Drake Jackson. 47, I have Miami taking Daniel Falele. Don't know if I said that correctly. At 48, another name that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to say correctly is Arnold Ebiketti. Hopefully I said that somewhat correctly. At 49, I have the Chargers taking Daxon, Daxton Hill. Dax Hill, as I've heard him be called. And at 50, I have New Orleans taking Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis. Give me some of your thoughts on the, the next five picks here. Uh, 40, 46? 46 to 50. Okay, 46, I have Baltimore taking Travis Jones um, out of UConn. 47, I have Miami taking Jamari Saylor. Uh, tackle out of Georgia. 48, I have your Colts taking David Bell. And then I have at 49, Kair Elam. The Chargers taking him. Uh, corner out of Florida. And then 50, the guy we just talked about, Carson Strong, to the Saints. I mean, I think that he... I won't say he's a day one starter, but if you give him a couple games, maybe even a year, whoever they bring in, that he could really learn a lot. I mean, if they bring in a veteran... He could maybe start. Yeah, even if you have to start like a Taysom Hill the first couple games, and then I don't know if Jameis Winston's going to be healthy or if he's even under contract. He's a free agent now. He's a free Okay, he's a free agent, so they might not even re-sign him. But I feel like they'll probably bring in another veteran for just to be there as like a backup. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what New Orleans does. As Pat said, he had a wide receiver for them going in the first round. Um I have a wide receiver in the second round. Kind of funny. I was watching the NFL Combine, and Calvin Austin was running his 40, and I was at this pick, and I saw him run a 4.32 and went, hey, that could be fun in a New Orleans offense, and I put him at 50. It was as simple as that. I watched him run a 40 and went, hmm, he's still on my board. I'll have them pick that pick there. As far as my Colts go, I'd love for them to get David Bell. I think it's possible he falls, but I think Chicago needs a wide receiver. I feel like there's a couple names that could go there and a couple names that could go to Indy. I just think Indy's offense has been decent, but Indy's pass rush has been non-existent the past couple years. And I think it's something they need to work on, at least commit in the free agency period. or They need to do something there. So, obviously, you need to figure something out at quarterback. You need to figure something up at edge rusher. You probably need to add another weapon. I think there's a couple things the Colts need to do. It's just a matter of what will they do. As far as Baltimore goes, as I'll just kind of run back down through here. We had similar positions at Baltimore. with edge. You had Baltimore taking an edge rusher at 46, correct? No. Uh, I was in um, defensive line. Ah, well, we both had linemen going there. So yeah. At least we were similar there. And then we both had tackles to Miami, corners to L.A. I believe you said you had 
Who'd you have going to LA? Kyer uh, Elam. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'll just fly through the end of so fifty-one through sixty-four. I'll just kind of run through, and we'll kind of try to speed this up a little bit. Uh, at fifty-one, I had Philly taking George Pickens. At fifty-two, I had Pittsburgh taking Kyler Gordon. At fifty-three, I had New England taking Bo- Boye Mafe. Sure, we'll go with that. 54, I had Las Vegas taking Travis Jones. At 55, I had Arizona taking Roger McCreary. 56, I had Dallas taking Christian Harris. At 57, I had Buffalo taking Justin Ross. At 58, I had Atlanta taking Logan Hill. At 59, I had Tampa Bay taking Cameron Thomas. At 60, I had Green Bay taking Jalen Tolbert. At 61, I had San Francisco taking Dylan Parham. At 62, I had Kansas City taking Martin Emerson. At 63, I had Cincinnati taking Kenneth Walker III. And at 64, I had Denver taking Nick Benito. What are your thoughts on the end of the second round, Pat? Uh, I like the picks you had. Um, let me just, you said, where did you start, 51? Uh, yes. I had Philly taking Roger McCreary. Uh, Pittsburgh taking Darian Kennard. Uh, New England taking Wyndale Robinson. You know, I just I thought that was a pretty cool name. Um, Las Vegas taking Brian Asamoah. Arizona taking Martin Emerson. Buffalo taking Khalil Shakir. And then I had Atlanta taking Kenneth Walker. Um, and then Green Bay taking Marquise Hayes. San Francisco taking Donovan West. Kansas City taking Romeo Dubs. Uh, Cincinnati taking Lewis Klein, and then Denver. In my first mock draft, I had them taking Roger McCreary. Um, I'm not uh, quite caught up on my other one, so I mean, I'll just I just wanted to share the rest on my first mock draft. But once I get everything up on my other one, then at a later date, then I can talk about those. Yeah. What are your thoughts on at least on mine? I have Kenneth Walker going to Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on that? I, I I don't really think they need a running back. I mean, if I would say maybe they could draft one, but I'd think probably fourth or fifth round. I mean, if you look at the running backs who'd be later who'd be available later in the draft. I mean, guys like James Cook, Zonovan Knight, or even maybe Hassan Haskins. I mean, they took. A Michigan running back last year so I'm not sure if they do that back-to-back years but even like CJ Verdell or I mean just guys later in the later in the draft I just I don't think they should use that high of a pick to draft a position that's not really a need that's that kind of makes sense yeah that makes sense as I kind of said before I have a little bit of worry as far as Joe Mixon's health goes but Obviously, I'm not a full-blown Bagels fan. All I've gotten, like, um, all I've seen out of Joe Mixon is, is as, as far as fantasy goes. So, obviously, I haven't seen Cincinnati's running back room up close and personal except for their playoff run. And I just wasn't ecstatic with their depth. I mean, Samaje Pirine had that big touchdown against Kansas City. But other than that, I was, wasn't too impressed. So, that's kind of my reasoning behind it. But I could also see them going elsewhere with that 63rd pick. I'll start. We'll do like 10 a piece 
in the third round, and that'll get us to the end here. So I'll start at 65. I have Jacksonville taking Trey McBride. Mentioned him a little bit earlier in the uh, episode. 66, I have Detroit going Chad Muma. At 67, I have Houston going Bailey Zappi. At 68, I have the Jets taking John Mechie third. At 69, I have the Giants going Darian Kennard. At 70, I have Jacksonville going Brandon Smith. At 71, I have Chicago going Jamari Salier. Have you sail sa- sailor? I called him. I said sailor. Sailor. Okay, we'll go sailor. Seventy-two. I have Atlanta taking my Jay Sanders. At seventy-three, I have Denver taking Troy Anderson. At seventy-four, I have Seattle taking Josh Paschal. Pass Paschal. We'll go Paschal. At seventy-five, I have Washington going Brees Hall. Um, give me some of your thoughts on those next ten picks. Yeah, um, so at 65, I have Jacksonville taking Bouye Maffe. Uh, 66, Detroit taking another linebacker in Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Um, and then I got at 67, I have Detroit taking Bailey Zappe. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, 68, I have the Jets taking Hassan Haskins. I know they have Michael Carter and he's young, but. I don't think he's their long-term answer, um, so I think maybe bringing in Hassan Haskins would be a better fit. And then at 69, I mean, amid all of the Saquon Barkley trades, if they trade rumors, if they do end up trading him, I think they'll turn to the draft to find their future running back. Uh, I have Isaiah Spiller going with that 69th pick. Um, at 70, I've got Jacksonville taking Kirby Joseph, a safety out of Illinois. Uh, 71, I have Chicago taking Martin Emerson, a corner out of Mississippi State. Atlanta, at 72, I have them taking Nick Bonito. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. That's how I said it earlier. Okay. Um, let's see. And then at 73, I have Denver taking Alante Taylor, corner out of Tennessee. Um, you could always use a corner and... I mean, they don't really have the best depth, so maybe just getting more in the drafts can help them in the long term. Uh, 73, no, 74. Uh, Seattle taking James Cook. Um, I don't think... Who's their current starter right now? He's a running back, right? James Cook. James Cook's a running back. Um, Can't think of the name. Uh, Javante Williams. No, no, no. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Um, Rashad Penny? No. Chris Carson. Chris, I don't think he's. I think he's kind of fallen off. Yeah, I'm. I was never quite sold on Chris Carson. So I think James Cook. I mean that. I mean he did say he's ready for that rivalry. So why not just make him a starter? And Seattle's a team who could use. I mean Rashad Penny, James Cook, one-two punch maybe. I mean Rashad Penny. He looked pretty good at the end of the season, especially for my fantasy team. He did. I mean he helped me win two championships. Wow. Look at him go. One against you. Shh. Yeah, I beat Robert back-to-back years. How do you feel about that? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I'm very, very excited. I'm very, very happy. Uh, so, Oh, and then 75, I have Washington taking Nick Cross, a safety out of Maryland. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Obviously, you had a couple running backs go, but like I said earlier, I kind of, I've kind of devalued the running back position on my mock draft. So I have a couple of them going a little later. Like you had Brees Hall going 
mid to early second round. I have him going early third. So that's just one of the little discrepancies that between our two drafts. What are your thoughts on Bailey Zap? Zappy Zap Zappy. We'll go Zappy. Zappy. Um, I think he can be maybe a decent backup. Maybe I don't think he's gonna start. I mean, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I mean, his stats were very impressive. I mean, he threw for the most yards in college football history. I mean, five thousand. He almost broke sixty six six thousand passing yards, which is very impressive. Sixty two touchdowns to only eleven picks. Um, on sixty eight point seven completion percentage, that's quite impressive. I mean, he completed four hundred seventy five passes. So, I if he can carry that success, but also, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, what if? I mean, this is like a Tom Brady. The starter gets hurt, and then he s- steps in, and then wins seven rings. Then you never know, but yeah. Yeah, one of the uh, analysts on NFL Network, he was talking, I believe he was talking about Jack Cohen at the time. Uh, I don't agree with the take, but he said something along the lines that Jack Cohen's the type of quarterback you could see going in like a fifth round and then having a 10-year career in the NFL. I don't see that for Jack Cohen. No offense to this guy, but I watched him at Notre Dame, and I wasn't overly impressed by what I saw out of him um jack cohen sucks but i could see i could see like bailey zappy being that type of quarterback just with how well he performed in college despite being at western kentucky but um it'll be interesting to see how his career pans out and where he goes as far as um picks go um let me ask you a question what are your thoughts on kevin austin I think he did himself a world of good in the combine. Um, where is he on the forty times? He ran a four four three. Um, as far as his um, forty yards go, I wasn't overly impressed as far as his um, season at Notre Dame goes. Um, last year, for me, he had too many drops, but he was in the upper end on vertical jump. He had an okay forty time. Um, where was he in broad jump? Broad jumped, he went 11 feet, which is on the higher end of things. So the three-cone drill, I believe he was, yeah, he was at the top. So I think he could have some success. Um, I think he's a mid to late round pick as far as his stature in the draft goes. I didn't have him going in the first three rounds. Did, did you have him going in the first three rounds just out of curiosity? No. Okay. I was Why just, would I? I don't know. I was just asking. <laughs> There's so many better receivers in the draft. Oh, I agree, but I figured I'd at least ask. I, sh- I you know, I should have just had him go number one, just for the memes. Just for the memes. Okay. Um, I'll run it. Do you want to run us through the next ten? Because I think I ran through the first ten in the third round. So just yeah. go like seventy-six to eighty-five or something like that. Uh, it's seventy-six. I have Minnesota taking Luke Fortner, a center out of Kentucky. Uh, seventy-seven. This is where we see our first tight end, uh, and Jeremy Ruckert, tight end out of Ohio State. At 78, Baltimore gets Calvin Austin out of Memphis. Uh, 79, I have the Giants taking um, Arnold Epikiti. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure how to say that name earlier when I had him go in the second round. Yeah, an edge out of Penn State. Uh, 80, I have Urania 
your Indianapolis Colts taking Cameron Thomas, an edge out of San Diego State. <sighs> um, 81, I have Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers, that is, not the Los Angeles Rams. I have them getting Josh Job out of Alabama. And then at 82, I have Houston getting Majai Sanders. My J. My J. Sanders. Uh, Edge out of Cincinnati. 83, I have Philadelphia getting another wide receiver because, hey, that team needs receivers. Yeah, they were very rush heavy last year, so I think getting some receivers for Jalen Hurts, who they've committed to long term. I don't know about long term, but they've committed to for at least the next year. Um, I think will be important for his development. I mean, I don't think. I mean, they did take JJ Arcego Whiteside over DK Metcalf. So. Yeah, they had a couple misses as far as wide receivers go. They had misses in all of their picks. That year. That the Arcego Whiteside year, they definitely did. That was very disappointing. Very laughable. Um, okay. Not as laughable as the Las Vegas draft where they kept, like, I think I remember seeing they kept, like, one pick out of every single pick they took. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Um, or was it the Philly? I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Philly. Um, I got Pittsburgh taking Vilas Jones, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, his numbers were decent. I mean, 90 catches, 1,122 yards, and 10 TDs. Well, no. Don't mean to cut you off, but while you're talking about Vilas Jones, I was very impressed with his combine scores. He ran the second quickest 40. Um, I saw a lot of analysts on it. Well, I guess not a lot of, but the analysts that were on NFL Network, they were very impressed with how he performed at the combine. Um, it looked like he was kind of mid in the vertical, but that's not really his game. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes and if the combine helped his stock. But he had a very quick forty. You said at eighty-six. Oh. Or eighty-five. Uh, go eighty-six because I like my eighty-sixth pick. Okay, I have New England taking JoJo Doman, uh, corner out of Nebraska, and then eighty-six. I have Kyron Williams going to the Raiders. As I mentioned, I like my 86th pick. My 86th pick was Romeo Do- Dobe Dubes. Dubes. I uh, said Dubes, too. Dubes? Okay. Let's just go with Dubes. Romeo Dubes, wide receiver out of Nevada. I really like um, the cut of that man's jib, if you will. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. he. Hit the, I, I wanted to go to 86 because I, I really like Romeo Dubes, and I think he could be a mid-round steal for somebody who uh, is able to pick him up. Uh, you blew by my Colts. I have them taking a tackle in Abraham Lucas. Um, I think they go edge and tackle to kind of try to solve those problems, and then they probably try to trade for a quarterback, hopefully. Please don't let it be Carson. Please. Please. Anyway, um, what else? Uh... Any players in that 10 that you mentioned that you kind of want to talk about for a little bit, or do you just want to move on to the next 10? Let's just move on. Okay. He was dabbing over there. He's still dabbing over there. He's just enjoying himself. I'll just run through to the end. It'll be 87 to 102, and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, At 87, I have Arizona taking Luke Fortner, center, Kentucky. 
88, I have Dallas taking Max Mitchell. Uh, 89, I have Buffalo taking Juan Dale Robinson. At 98, I have Tennessee taking Isaiah Likely. At 91, I have Tampa Bay taking Fidarian Mathis. At 92, I have Green Bay taking Marquise Hayes. At 93, I have San Fran taking JoJo Doman. At 94, I have Kansas City taking Alec Pierce. Not a big fan of Alec Pierce, but I saw a lot of boards have him going mid-third, uh, well, early fourth. Um, at 95, I have Cincinnati going Nicholas Petit-Freer. At 96, I have Denver going Marcus Jones. At 97, I have New Orleans going Kellen Dyche. At 98, I have New Orleans going Brian Cook, uh, safety out of Cincinnati. At 99, I have the Rams going Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia. At 100, I have Miami going Luke Godiki, tackle out of Central Michigan. At 101, I have Detroit going Cordale Flott. And at 102, I have Baltimore going Khalil Shakir. Thoughts on the back end of the third round, Patrick? You said 87 and 102? Yep. Okay. At 87, I have Arizona taking Alec Lindstrom, center out of Boston College. 88, I have Dallas taking Troy Anderson. Something to note about Troy Anderson? Uh, he's a D, he went to a D2 school in Montana State. Do not discredit Division II linebackers. Before, before I was just going to talk about his stats. He had... 157 tackles and 40 assisted tackles. That is very impressive for a D2 athlete. Okay, I was just making sure you weren't going to start dissing the D Division II level because Darius Leonard, the greatest linebacker to grace the field in the NFL that level. That is false. The greatest linebacker. <laughs> the, the Colts' best linebacker. <laughs> Went to South Carolina State Division There you two. go. Not to mention, the slot corner for the Colts, Kenny Moore, also went Division Two. So I will not have any of this Division Two slander from anybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me let me continue then. Uh, okay. Uh, Robert needs to see a therapist. Seems like you got some hidden, hidden, deep down pushed feelings that you need to get figured out. I do not. I just don't want anyone dissing Division Two athletes. Hmm. Anyways, I have at 89 Buffalo taking Damian Pierce. Um, at 90, I have Tennessee taking da 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 Trey McBride. Tight end out of Colorado State. At 91, I have Tampa Bay taking Isaiah Likely. At 92, I have the Green Bay Packers taking... Da, 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 Trey Turner out of Virginia Tech because they need receivers. The Dodgers shortstop? Yes. <laughs> he got younger and played... In college football, the man can do everything. Wow. Wow. Um, good distracting me. Uh, 93, I have San Francisco taking another running back. You want to guess who it is? Brian Robinson Jr.? Isaiah Spiller. 
because they have about 15 starter running backs on their team. So, hey, they're just going to keep that trend and just keep being a disappointment. At 94, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State, um, because, I mean, that team needs receivers, and, hey, why not go to the draft for a receiver? At uh, 95, I have my Cincinnati Bengals taking Veron McKinley, the third safety out of Oregon. Though, I do hope that Jesse Bates can um, agree on a long-term deal, but I feel like he'd be, I mean, Vernon McKinley could be, Verone, my bad, would be a good backup and just someone who could be a good mentor to Jesse Bates. Um, he'd be a good Padawan. Um, anyways, at 96, I have Alec Pierce. I don't think I've said that name. Have I yet? Okay, Alec Pierce going to Denver. At 97, I have New Orleans taking Derek Deese Jr., tight end out of San Jose State. And then the man who you mentioned earlier, Brian Robinson Jr., 98, to the New Orleans Saints. Are you saying the Saints might be looking for a running back? I think they are. I think they need a backup. I think they need a starter. Kamara got arrested. That is true. Kamara did get arrested. You know... When I do my next one, I'm going to take that in consideration. I actually just came up with that on the fly when you mentioned him going to New Orleans. I hadn't even, like, thought of New Orleans needed a running back. And then I was like, wait a second. He just had him pick a running back. Wait I'm a like, minute. why would he do that? And then I went, oh, Alvin Kamara got arrested. You know, I forgot about that till just now. You know, they need they need help with their backup since Mark Ingram's probably going to retire soon. Or... Just leave. He's washed up anyway. Even that if is he doesn't the, retire, a, he's out the door. And then don't they still have Ty Montgomery, who's like, who has like broken body? Yeah, he has. He's always hurt. Yeah. Um, you know that's funny that you point pointed that out. Good job. At pick number ninety nine, I have the Rams taking Jamari's. Nope, I already said Jamari Sailor. Silly me. I have them taking Abraham Lucas out of Washington State, and he's a tackle. Because on that line, I think Whitworth will be gone soon. So, hey, why not replace him with someone young? Andrew Whitworth, if you replace Thanos' purple skin with actual skin, they're, like, identical. You want to know a secret? What? He actually is Thanos. No way. Yes way. Wow. Um, that pick 100... I have Miami taking Greg Dulich, Dolchich, and Robert Stabbing. Dolchich. You know, he ran his first run on the 40-yard dash was impressive, and then the second one was about 27 seconds short, I believe. Somewhere around points? Or do you actually mean seconds? Or... Not second or so he ran a four point six nine. So what you're trying to say is he ran like a four point eight or something like that. It's like a four point nine eight. Okay, there we go. So about twenty seven. It'd be very impressive if he ran a f- like four point six nine forty, and then his very next one ran like a thirty second forty. 
That man is all walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That would be quite funny. Um, I have Detroit. The Detroit Lions. Sorry for Lions fans. You guys are failures. You guys aren't going anywhere soon. They're taking Kevin Austin. Wide receiver. I lied. I do have him at pick 101. And then the last pick in the third round with that 102nd pick, I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting Jack Cohen. Stop lying. Nah, I don't. I have them picking Zonovan Knight. Yeah, yeah. You aren't fooling anyone, my friend. <laughs> if Jack Cohen gets drafted anywhere inside the first five rounds, then that NFL GM needs to be fired. That's fair. I was going to say in, if he just gets drafted in general, they should be fired. But I feel like at the round six and seven, you're just kind of throwing pins at a dart or darts at a dartboard and trying to see if one sticks. So, I mean, like... I mean, I'd rather take E.J. Perry. No, you did not see E.J. Perry's on-field drills. He missed, like, two long balls. I that man is not NFL ready. Neither is Jack Cohen. Fair, but I've seen him throw a long, deep ball, and at least it was somewhat accurate. Most of them weren't, though. Sometimes it was. He threw a lot of interceptions. Fair. And then, I'd rather take Brock Purdy, either. Yeah, I do like Brock Purdy. I don't know why he's so far down on the draft boards. Yeah, I mean, he could be the first QB taken. Don't. No, stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Stop. What are your thoughts on the special teams players? Punters and kickers. Who could be the next Money Mac? To be fair, let me get to the kickers not the key well i want to select punters too but can i get that oh there we go i sniped it um i really don't uh as far as like special teamers go i do like matt ariza i don't know how to say his last name at a san diego state i heard a lot of good things about him so i think if like a kicker or a punter was to be drafted i think he'd be a solid candidate for ariza Matt Areza. Areza? Yep, there you go. Cool. Areza, and then I also like uh, Cameron Dicker. He was very clutch for Texas against Oklahoma and in the Big 12. Stop smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to keep it serious when I said Cameron Dicker, and all I saw in my peripheral vision was Patrick smiling and laughing. At least it's not Matt Gay. Leave the special teamers alone. Or Carl Nassif. <laughs> He's not a special teamer. Do you get the joke? I got the joke. Okay. A punter who I think can be very successful is Ryan Stonehouse. Mainly because of his name. I mean, Stonehouse. That's a pretty cool last name. And then kickers. Um, probably Cameron out of Texas. I think he can be... What's his last name, Pat? <laughs> Cameron Dicker. There you go. Uh, Give kicker him out some of, respect. Uh, kicker out of Texas. I think he could be pretty good in the NFL. Um, teams who need a kicker, though. Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Um, because they're both washed and old and suck. 
Um, Dallas, Greg Zerline didn't have a great year. Yeah, the Colts do not need a kicker. Oh, I was about to say, we had two pretty solid kickers this year. Who are the Colts kickers? Uh, well, Rigoberto San... Or, no, that's our punter. Um, Blankenship, Rodrigo Blankenship, um, started the year, and he was very solid. And then Michael Badgley, once Blankenship got hurt, came in and missed, like, two kicks in, like, 11 games. Sick. Yeah. Do we have anything else you want to talk about? I do not think so. Anything else you would like to talk about? Let's talk about... Uh, what are your thoughts on... Jack Cohn... Did we already, did we already talk about Jack We've Cohn? We've talked about Jack Cohn since like the first round because he keeps coming up for whatever reason. <laughs> He's just he's just a meme, you know, what can I say? Sure. Um we're <laughs> You're losing it over there. <laughs> Where would the best fit be for Jack Cohen? Why are we still talking about Jack Cohen? <laughs> you know what? I'll give you an answer. New England. <laughs> what? New England. Why New England? Well they tried they tried a white quarterback out of Michigan who was on <laughs> athletics, so why not go to the school that they rivaled with, Notre Dame, and select a white, unathletic quarterback and see what happens? That's what they have in Mac Jones. Yeah, well, Tom Brady started as a backup, too. <laughs> Is Jack Cohen going to win seven rings? You know what? According to the NFL Network analyst that said that he could have a 10-year career, yes. Yes, he could. And then while New England's at it, they're going to draft Alabama's white wide receiver that's on athletic, Slade Bolden. <laughs> and it's going to be the next Julian Edelman-Tom Brady duo in the NFL. What are your thoughts on Smoke Monday? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> that's quite a cool name, though. It's a very cool name. I'm not, I'm not dissing on him. I just I like the name. Since at this point you're just going through the positions and finding fun names to say, are you ready to wrap this up? One more. What about Kobe Bryant? Oh, Kobe Bryant? Yeah, he's making his return only in the NBA. Or ML. Nope, not MLB or NFL. There we go. We're in the right sport now. Yeah, I think he'll look good back in that number eight jersey. I mean, uh, uh, never mind. Uh, too soon. Um, shout out to all the Kobe Bryant fans. Forever, rest in peace. Top five player of all time. Well, if you're done, you can go ahead and wrap us up. Okay, that's all we have. I'm going to give a couple shout outs real quick. Shout out to Robert's mom. Shout out to Theodore Williams. Shout out to my girlfriend. Shout out to Jack Cohen. And finally... Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Um, and yeah, that's all we got. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.